cutting edge revolutionary technology out there, uh, specifically narrow and wide web printers. A myth right now is that really high quality print is gonna be some kind of a litho. Yeah, I love this show, man. So we have a lot of new products. How kids have a career path, tremendous opportunities for them to grow through their career path. To me, it's a game changer. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. Hello, and welcome back to Ink and Updates, a podcast brought to you by Interactive Inks and Coatings. My name is Craig Tyrell. I'm the Director of Operations here at Interactive Inks. You can reach me on Twitter at CRTinarella. And as always, I'm here with my partner in crime. I'm Tom Brennan, Director of Customer Services. And you can reach me at Flexo Inks Chicago, Inks underscore Inks. All right. So in review of uh, what we talked about last week, uh, we talked about cost efficiencies in your ink room and uh, some of the reasons that we've been experiencing global price increases in the industry today. And uh, we just kind of talked about the market and, of course, our Ink and Updates newsletter, which has been going out since January. Yeah, but one of the important things that uh, we, what we talked about was ink efficiencies. And this week we have a actual install of our uh, ACT uh, program and uh, at a customer who, I don't know, they don't even buy ink from us. No, they don't buy ink from us. That's, so yeah, how does this that is work? the first time for Interactive Inks. Uh, so we actually designed an ink room for a solvent screen printer. And, um, you know, a roundabout way, they ended up getting a hold of us through X-Rite because they needed somebody to build their assortments and, and things like that and, of course, deploy the software properly, which is a big part of what we do. So he decided to come in and, and talk to us, and uh, we were able to work out a deal where they actually lease uh, the software from us on our cloud server. Our ACT Inc. Okay. system is what we call it, right? And then we learned, you know, it took us a couple months, but we learned how to use... We had to learn how to make a solvent, screen, business screen print. And yeah. solvent. Right. So, and then build these guys a system mm -hmm. so that they would be uh, more efficient in their ink room. Absolutely. So we modified our ACTing system and our checkway system. Um, we learned how to build a custom assortment for solvent screen, and we built it and deployed it. And it's going on. Uh, they're actually training on it now. It started yesterday. So, yeah, it's very exciting, and it was a, it was a fun project to work on. Well, that's great. Look, every, I, think, I think everybody's going to be happy with it, uh, obviously. The proof is in the pudding, and, and we're going to get feedback uh, from them. But uh, it's just one of the many services that we do here at Interactive, and uh, I think it's a win-win for both parties. Absolutely. All right, so today uh, we're going to be talking about substrates. And from what I understand, uh, you have a gentleman coming in here who's sitting with us. Yeah, so we have a very good friend of mine, uh, Andy Woodward, who's uh, president of Westminster, Westminster Papers. He's also my favorite Brit in the in the entire right. world. And so, Andy, thanks for coming on uh, to uh, Inks and Updates uh, today. And uh, you're our very first guest, so uh, I'm sure we have a mug or, or a T-shirt or something for yeah. you uh, <laughs> for doing this. Uh, I, very, I know very few people who will take time out just to hang out with me, so it's uh, fantastic. So, Andy, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks. So, uh, tell me about uh, Westminster Papers and uh, really, uh, you know, introduce your company to to the world here. I, um, Westminster Papers uh, started about six years ago. I've been in the pressure sensitive industry for 23 years. Okay. And got to a stage where I saw a need um, in the supply chain to supply label customers with um, pressure sensitive papers and films. Took on the the big risk of doing it by myself. And, sure. Uh, 
but through relationships, uh, it's been uh, it's been a good six years. So what I what I do is I uh, I work with the major manufacturers of pressure sensitive papers and films, and uh, they produce in excess of 40 billion MSI a year of excess inventory. So just so I'm clear, MSI that's a thousand Sorry, square inches in paper. Yeah, thousand square thousand inches. Thousand square inches. Okay. That's, that's extra. Extra. That's heck. Just uh, that's, oops, we made a mistake, or or what? No, it's not. Oops, we made a mistake. It's um, a customer out of a 78-inch master only wants 68 inches, so there's a 10-inch offcut. Okay. Uh, a lot of the manufacturers of pressure-sensitive papers and films really only want to do with the top 20% of their business. Sorry, top 80% of their business, which is top 20% of their customers. I can come along and fulfill the need of the small to medium-sized label printer who doesn't want to buy four or five masters. Um, so I'll... I'll Offer them um, 10 inch wide rolls, 15 inch wide rolls. Okay. I can get it cut down for the customer to size for whatever they need rather than buying big jumbo masters. Well, okay, so you're specialized into specific sizes, smaller sizes really. So you buy these masters, these roll to roll big rolls, and you're cutting them down specifically? Or correct. you're buying the already cut off pieces? I, I have both. Okay. Uh, in working with the manufacturers, uh, typically I get the already pre-slit material. Okay. Um, but also they have master rolls, which for some reason they can't move. They'll come to me and say, hey, we have uh, seven or eight master rolls of a particular product. Do you have somebody that can uh, you can offload it to? They'll do all the slitting for me and they do my delivery. Okay. So do you always stock the same materials, or is it kind of a rotating stock, whatever's in-house? It's a rotating stock. Okay, so you're what? never going to be able to have the same product every month, but you'll have whatever you have, and then you advertise that? Correct. Okay. Now, there are there's, there's certain products um, available um, across the spectrum that are typically available all the time. If you were to call me up, they may not be in a five-inch wide roll that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I may have a seven-inch wide roll, but I'll make that work for you in terms of what you're wanting to buy as a customer. Okay. I mean, that's a great that's a great service for. I mean, I, I think people out out there they'd call you a broker, right? Right. Is it a paper broker or a substrate right. broker? Uh, because I do see that you deal both in paper and films, um, but for you know the mom and pop shop out there who has maybe one or two presses and uh, you know doesn't want to buy a giant thing it's a great service personalized service uh, for Westminster to uh, right. know, give to their customers and, and there's such an excess of material around that I can service my ideal customers are the small to medium sized shops okay um, but there's so much excess material out there that I'm able to go into the bigger converters and say, are you interested in saving some money? Sure. If you're buying 140 million square inches of material, um, which is a truckload of material, to save 10% on that is about $1,400. Um, 
you do that over a year, that's a lot of money that can be saved by label companies in probably one of the most expensive things of making a label is the substrate. Sure. Substrate cost is definitely the majority of the cost, depending on what kind of printing you're right. doing. Right. So um, you have this example here for cost savings, and you use a gas station analogy. Can you explain that? Yeah, sure. So a lot of my customers will uh, will say to me, well, if you're just going to save me a couple of cents per thousand square inches on my order, you know, that that's really not a lot of money. You know, that's typically for a small order is only $150. Mm-hmm. So I wrote an article uh, a couple of months ago using the gas station analogy in that when you go to buy gas, you'll typically go to the nearest gas station. And the gas at that gas station could be $2.59 a gallon. But if you were to go a quarter of a mile up the road, you could buy gas for two thirty-nine, saving yourself 20 cents a gallon. On a tank full of gas, that's you're probably only going to save yourself a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. Over the year or over a couple of years, that adds up to a lot of money that you're wasting by not driving a quarter of a mile. So the analogy with the paper is, I may only be saving you $150 on on this order, but if you add up your paper costs over a year, that's a substantial amount of money that is affecting your bottom line as a label printer. Yeah, so just by doing a little bit of work and really having a conversation, giving Andy a call on the phone and saying, hey, Andy, I'm I'm looking for whatever, uh, you can help them navigate the waters of uh, buying from the paper mill direct uh, manufacturer and uh, you can save them some money. Right. Because I think everybody these days is concerned about, you know, the bottom line and, and margins and how it's how it's affecting their business. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we could do uh, several, several shows on that for right. sure. So this really does just circle right back around what we were talking about last week, which is cost efficiencies and just doing things wisely to reduce your operational costs. And this is just a, a nice piece of that. So, yeah, I think I think that buyers really need to get out of the habit of I buy this because it's easy for me to buy it. It's mm-hmm. what I've always bought. Instead of looking around maybe at their ink supplier or their paper supplier and saying, okay, you know what? If I make this call, I'm going to save some money on this job. And instead of our margin only being 4 or 5%, I may be able to spread that margin up to 10 or 15%. Okay. Well, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of money right that's there. That's a lot of money that's being left on the table. So, did you did you learn all this from your dad? I see that uh, <laughs> you've uh, with your father being in the paper industry, yeah. uh, he was in the paper industry as well. And so, uh, is this a father son? Hey, come do what I do. Or I mean, kind of a kind of a little bit. He uh, he actually worked in the photographic side. Okay. And made. Uh, his company made photographic paper for Fuji and for Kodak. And he had a relationship with uh, somebody on the pressure sensitive in the printing side. And that's how I got hooked up into the business. When did you end up coming over to the United States? I've been here since 93. 93? And what was the, uh, the catalyst for you to change? 
and move over across the pond, as it were. Well, I, I had an opportunity to work for a company over here in Chicago. Okay. I was 25 years old. So just like Paddington Bear, I moved over here with a cardboard box and a marmalade sandwich. Wow, <laughs> how about that? And the rest is history. And the rest is history. You're the American dream, right? Yeah. That's yes. fantastic. It's been great. So does your company uh, handle nationwide or beyond those borders? So I cover uh, everywhere throughout the United States and Latin America. Okay. Uh, and the way, uh, which is an advantage for the customers that I've, I've set up my company, is none of my customers pay for freight. So there's distribution points throughout the United States, whether California, East Coast, um, and down in, in the southern part of the U.S. So a customer typically can place an order and get it within two days, and that's slit and delivered to their plant. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I, those are those are uh, almost uh, ink lead times. I mean, two days to have it all slit and ready on to go. Time, on time delivery is, I mean, everybody yeah, right. wants it next day. And sure. if you're not if you're not doing that these days, you're you're out, you're out of, of business. Day. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. So a couple of things that we uh, neglected to talk about. We we briefly touched on savings, but um, um, a customer, a typical customer, can see up to 30% savings on their film substrates, and up to 10 to 15% uh, savings on their pressure-sensitive substrates over the course of a year. Is that right? Uh, that would be on per order. Per actually, order. Per, per order, actually. Wow, that's a lot. Okay. So, you know, that even reiterates my gas station analogy even more that. Over a year, if you can save on film products 30% savings, and on paper 10 to 15%, that is all going to your bottom line. Sure, you're absolutely. That's excellent savings. That. Um, I mean, that's where working with you uh, and the personalized service that you provide your customers is is so important. I mean, it helps uh, your customer navigate through all the, you know, sure. probably bigger corporation type stuff that, you know, they probably wouldn't even share with their customer, right? So, Right, and, and a lot of my customers, if uh, if they're bidding or they're going out on some of these, especially on the government jobs where margins are very low, by coming to me, it helps them get those jobs that maybe they were missing out on. Sure. That's okay. fantastic. What if a customer, a small labor customer or a big labor customer, has inventory of substrate that they're never going to use for whatever reason. Maybe it's just left over. Would you be willing to actually, you know, do a quote-unquote buyback program where they can get a hold of you and say, you know, what, I have all this extra stuff. Is there maybe a market where you could use it in? Sure. Uh, a lot of customers uh, or companies have either a canceled job or you know they've got excess inventory sitting in their racks and uh, they need to get rid of it. I'd be happy to uh, talk to them about that, see what type of product it is, and uh, see if I can find a home for it. Okay. And uh, leaving some of the the room in their warehouse that they may not have room for, but also producing some capital for their bottom line. Excellent. So just before we go, do do is there uh, you know anything that uh, printers should be aware of in the industry as far as uh, shortages or challenges? Um, you know, I recently like read an article about lumber shortages uh, for, ho for for housing just because of the fires. The fires. And so, 
no, I don't know why I was sitting at home having some coffee and, you know, I was like, you know, I wonder what that will do to the paper industry, if anything. I think uh, I know that in the uh, paper industry right now, there is one shortage of direct thermal. That's a, a face sheet that you often see in, in delis and uh, in stores where they use direct thermal printers. Sure. And, and that is because the company in China uh, that produces the ink that is made into the direct thermal paper it was shut down for emissions. Right. So here's one of those examples. Uh, what we talked about even on the last show was that uh, because of environmental concerns, the government comes in and they just start shutting places down. Right. Uh, they don't give you an opportunity to come up to code. They show up, close it down, and now all of a sudden we have a shortage in the industry. And so, uh, yeah, I, I had heard about that. And I know that uh, direct thermal stock is uh, in short supply and people are uh, scrambling around. Yeah, it just amazes me that you know, we rely on one particular manufacturer from China for mm. for the direct thermal. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden it brings everything over here to a screaming halt in, on that side. Right. So you have to ask, I mean, so if you're like a uh, hardware store in town and the cost of giving your customer a receipt suddenly is four times what it used to be, you almost have to, you know, I, I think now you kind of see the company saying, hey, do you want your receipt emailed to you? <laughs> and, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I look at it from a, hey, I don't want to give you my email address. But, uh, you know, it could be because the right. cost of paper is. Now, that, that particular product would af affect people more like Amazon or Walmart. Because okay. the direct thermals go on all the boxes. Sure. Okay, so you're talking like inventory labeling and inventory all that. Inventory labeling. Uh, you order an, an Amazon box now, you've got direct thermal labels on the outside. You have direct thermal labels on the products. You've got return address labels inside in case the product isn't right. Mm -hmm. So you've like camped out outside of the Amazon uh, corporate offices to get right. that I, I want right. to know where they're getting their labels. <laughs> and, you know. Absolutely. So how uh, how can people get a hold of you, find your company? Uh, they can uh, reach me at andy at westminsterpapers.com. So that's Westminster, M-I-N-S-T-E-R, papers. Correct. Just after Westminster Abbey oh. in London. That's how I came up with the name. Well, there right. you go. And my office is on Westminster Lane. So that works out well. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's everywhere for it's you. It's everywhere. <laughs> Or my phone number is 630-229-6466. And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. No closing at Westminster Paper. Well, great. Hey, Andy, it's been a, it's been a pleasure Appreciate having it. you on the show. And, uh, you know, again, you can find them at uh, westminsterpapers.com. And, uh, you know, if you have a paper need, give him a call. Andy's a great guy. Thanks for the time. Appreciate All right, brother. It. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us again for our ink and updates brought to you by Interactive Inks and Coatings. Again, my name is Craig Tinarella. You can reach me on Twitter at CRTinarella. And, of course, we have Tom here. I'm Tom Brennan, and uh, you can reach me at Flexo Inks Chicago, Inks underscore Inks. Thanks, guys. We'll see you another day.